Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From the world's first officially recognized sim racing group, it's the Tora Radio Show. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. Hush. Matthew. Stop it. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tour Radio Show, where we do occasionally talk about sim racing news. <laughs> wow. Hello, everybody, I, and welcome. I know, to- I know we've said in the last few shows about how quickly can we go off topic. I didn't think that we were going to start straight away. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable, really. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tour Radio Show. <laughs> like I'm the very celebratory Matt Hunter. <sighs> Happy fan of double champions, extra chief. <laughs> Do you know what? I was joined... so disappointed when I saw that news because I knew how insufferable this show was going to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I promise that is it. I bet it isn't. <laughs> we, need All right, get, so... we need to get Luke Cowan-Dickey on the show, actually, because he is a gamer and he does, a lot, he does do a lot of stuff. So that'd be quite good. But I can't imagine he listens to it yet. No, probably not. I'll find, I'll find yet. a way. He'll find him. <laughs> also, no, it's not hard to open a dialogue with him. He's on Twitch all the time. He'll just be outside his house with a boombox playing the show. Come on! <laughs> Luke! Listen to us, Luke! Please! Take me back! No. Um, anyway. No. No. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Top chap. Anyway. I'm Matt Hunter, as we alluded to about nearly two minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> as you may have heard, trying to interrupt my moment of happiness and glee, we are we are joined by the imposter that is Mr. Ben Williams. Hello, Ben. Hello. Uh, kind of sus, though. Because he lives in America so, and has nothing better to do. Yes. <laughs> I'm also here to institute the Chiefs drinking game. So whenever Matt mentions the Chiefs, you have to take a drink of whatever you might be listening to, listeners. So for those who are playing along at home, you owe us about six drinks. Kids, go to bed. And <laughs> this is going to be a long show. And on the other side of me, it's suddenly Jordan. <laughs> Hello. Which I'm yes, very happy to see is a meme already. I, I wondered how quickly it would be before you brought that up, let alone the Chiefs. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> Suddenly. If I was still active on Xbox, that would be my new game attack. Suddenly, Jordan. Suddenly Jordan. It'd be fantastic. So I might still do it. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. So I, can, I guarantee there's a lot of listeners going. Huh? <laughs> what, what are you on about? Is Jordan oh, now sorry, starring sudden... in musical theatre? <laughs> So Jordan, I'm please. sorry, Suddenly Jordan's actually taken, so you have to settle for Suddenly Jordan 458. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are still still listening... <laughs> I'm not sure why you would be at this point. If there is anyone. <laughs> how, did, how, did, how did you become Suddenly, suddenly Jordan? Uh-huh. So it's... <laughs> So if you're a, uh, we, we mentioned him a lot on the show, if you're, if you're a uh, subscriber or frequent watcher of Jimmy Broadbent, you may have seen a video in the last, what was it, a week ago now? Yeah, Two weeks? Yeah. Two weeks ago now, because I think, it, um, yeah, we had Pocono last week. Um, we did talk, seen... talk about it on the show last week because we weren't here. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and so you may remember a video he did recently where he raced um, the Arca, which is basically junior NASCAR. It's on the feeder series. Um, racing at the Daytona road course, you know, the one with the really horrible final chicane. (laughs) Um, And uh, if you're eagle-eyed, you may have spotted a familiar person driving the Exalta car that he spent much of the race battling. That was me. (laughs) And (laughs) name-dropping quite a lot. And name-dropping quite a lot. He he was 
surprisingly complimentary, which was quite nice. So, yeah, so um, we, we tend to promo him quite a lot. But if you haven't seen that video, uh, go watch it. It's mm-hmm. it's a really good video. And uh, yes, I'm biased. Oh, well. Very. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was one of those occasions where wh- whenever you have a really good race in sim racing, it just reaffirms to you, you know, why you do it and how good it can be. As opposed to how I feel right now, having just come out of another league race, <laughs> and I feel like I want to crawl into a corner and cry. <laughs> Sad trombone noises. The highs and lows of sim racing, ladies and gentlemen, they can't be mm. beat. Sadly, Jordan. Sadly, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing and crying. Sarcastically, Jordan. Uh, that's that's more common. Suspicious, Jordan. Suspicious, Jordan. That's me when I'm playing Among Us. That's me when I'm playing Among Us. Jordan. That's me when I... Anyway. Dang it. Do you know when they do that do that, that famous meme from a good few years ago of all the faces of Kimi Räikkönen with the same expression? Same expression? Yes. Yeah. No, do not make that. Do not make one of me. Hey, no. I'm just happy that you're a meme already, and that's that's a claim to fame. I've I always been a meme. At least now I'm a public, wider, more widely known meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty, it was pretty cool. It is a very good thing. I have to admit, I was watching... Uh, whilst I was whilst I was cleaning the house, um, I was watching Jimmy's live stream of him trying to get all the uh, uh, gold licenses on. I think it was GT3. GT3, yeah, yeah. he's been doing. Right that now. brought back a lot of memories. That did, and the same level of frustration. I have to say. Yeah, that frustration it. makes me glad I didn't have a PlayStation and had an Xbox. <laughs> I, it's actually quite amazing because I've. I've you know, I went through the whole GT phase when I was when I was younger and didn't know any better. And, it's just a phase, man. <laughs> it's just a phase, man. Uh, I'll get into my racing one day. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was it's actually quite yeah it's quite standing. I never had an aneurysm trying to do that because it was bloody difficult. It is, yeah. Nor, looks... nor did I get through too many TVs either. In fact, yeah. It looks hellish difficult, that. Some really of them really are. The straight line ones are stupid. I, I would like to see them bring that back for... Um, I, I've seen a lot of people saying they'd like them to bring that back for the next Gran Turismo. Cause, um, do they not have them in oh, GTS? As oh, far do. as I'm aware, no. No, they do. Oh, okay. oh they do? Oh, yeah. Right. I've done, I've, <laughs> I attempted to get all gold in GTS and then I got bored. <laughs> Was it bored or frustrated? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's either I get gold or there's a controller coming out of my telly mm. coming out of or going into well it'll be sticking out of when you've thrown it in it Depends well it'll be both because, because it goes straight through well, yeah. yeah these new newfangled OLED <laughs> televisions and that's a thousand pounds gone yes I'll just bring up the home the, the uh, home insurance company yes how did you have your accident well <laughs> there's a controller television interface my dog, uh, my dog picked just, up the controller. My dog just threw it. And... <laughs> You've never seen such velocity from an animal. <laughs> God. Jeez. Oh, dear. Anyway, okay. welcome to the tour of Radio yeah. We do occasionally talk about sim racing news. <laughs> You've got that on your bingo card. Please drink now. Oh, I already said it once. So. Oh, okay. yeah. Twice. Please drink again. <laughs> Yeah, take it again. So, <laughs> as we're talking about iRacing, we probably should talk about iRacing, um, because there has been... It was there, I just had to say. Uh, season 4 patch up, patch, uh, patch four update available, Jordan. Good. Good. Easy for you to say. Yeah, another... What's the word I'm looking for? Another spate of updates... A small amount of updates, anyway. Um, and I believe there's actually another load of updates coming or have come out today. I'm not quite sure what's in them yet because I haven't had a chance to look at the change log. But uh, this update came out at the, I believe it was the end of last um, last week. Uh, the main kind of uh, changes to this one that, like, the, the highlights are um, a couple of new additions to the AI racing. So uh, you can now race the NASCAR Xfinity cars. Um, with the AI, and you can now also race them at the Rockingham Speedway, the oval. So that's um, good news. Uh, from I had a little go of it earlier today, and 
it's as fun as you expect. I'm I'm still really impressed with the iRacing AI, how good they are so soon. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the day where their entire catalogue of cars and tracks are available for it because it's it's really really good. Um, good, but it's still a bit limited at the moment isn't it it is yeah yeah it's it's largely oval content at the moment um which you'd expect because you know iRacing's got such a such a stranglehold over oval sim racing so it it makes sense um other than that uh little bug fix changes so like changes to environmental audio so that small crowd cheers have been improved i just want to hear one person in the crowd in the crowd going yay or something like that no, you um, want, the, you want the, the that Star Wars scream noise that is in every single film. <laughs> yeah, the Wilhelm yeah. scream. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, other things. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why the it would usual... be there, but you know. Yeah. yeah, whenever there's a crash, that'd be great. <laughs> um, if you listen really carefully, you can just hear this one person Wilhelm screaming, or an entire grandstand of people doing it at the same oh, time. Oh, no. <laughs> and it just melts your sound card or something like that. That'd be great. Um yeah, other changes, uh, standard changes to uh, balance of uh, balance of power, etc., to uh, various cars, uh, namely the GTs. Um, I'm just scrolling through here to see if anything jumps out at me. Uh, draft strength reduced for the NASCAR trucks. Mm. Interesting. They actually, yeah, having driven them in the uh, Tour race. Uh, yeah, the, of, the, uh, draft was, the draft on the trucks were was a bit much. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty bad. But as uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. said, it's because of the giant ass spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, is that the technical anyway, term? That's, yes. That, you can For NASCAR, that is a technical that. term, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, a range of uh, small improvements. And yeah, I'm sure um, Ben will um, catch us up on the uh, what's in the patch that went out today in next week's show. Because uh, we yep. haven't had a chance to look at the change log yet. My my personal favourite on that because it, 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 again with with iRacing it is very much the little things. Hmm. Yes, pit alarm environmental sound has been added to the circuit. Oh, the yes. twenty four heures du sorry vingt quatre heures du mois. <laughs> Couldn't be more excited about hearing every time I leave. You know what? It's re- it's uh, really good. I I recently did the IMSA. Well, I say recently. It was a few weeks ago. I I did the race at uh, Monza in IMSA, yeah. and it gen. I I'd forgotten all about the the fact that they were adding those kind of environmental sounds. And as I came in, that went off, and I'm what the hell is that? Is something yeah. wrong with my car? <laughs> no, what's cool, it is loud. So when they were uh, when. Uh, John was interviewing the uh, DNLS Powered by VCO winners the other day uh, for their season finale. He was interviewing, obviously, the guy he was interviewing was obviously still sat obviously in the car, in the pit. So you could hear cars going by, but you could hear the pit entry noise as well, which I remember from the Nürburgring is quite possibly the most god-awful annoying sound ever. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Oh, yeah. Ever. <laughs> And when you've got like 50, 50 cars coming in, it's just like constant. I don't know how they. Yeah, not cool. But that's again, it's just like it's down to these little things that adds the level of um, immersion and whatnot. Yeah. Not that immersion is a real problem with uh, with eye racing. I actually also caught. I shouldn't really. Have, I, I should I say this because I know one of my bosses is likely to be listening. Uh, on my lunch break. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. On my lunch break, I happened to notice that uh, Repco Supercars Esports Series was uh, taking oh, yeah. part was was uh, racing at my, one of my new favourite street circuits, Belle Isle and Silverstone. The other day, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm into watch that. Seen, um, I haven't even seen that advertised. No, neither have I. No, I haven't Whereas either. The, when they did the uh, V8 supercars, uh, the uh, the series of all the drivers during lockdown, that yeah. was yeah. all over the place. I couldn't stop seeing that. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I, I would have watched that if I'd known about it. I literally, and, and again, I mean, in fairness, they're streaming. So the, they were streaming it on on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm, I'm sure oh. they were streaming it elsewhere, but Facebook was where I. I think I saw them it. doing it on Twitch as well. Yeah, so. It's obviously going to be accessible, but as it stands, it's one of those things that, you know, you're just going to kind of, you know, happen across rather than actually aim to go and watch it. Which, like the, like as you say, the, the effectively the pro series that they that they ran during lockdown, I 
I made a beeline for that because it was such a bloody good series. So come on, supercars, let's crack on. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think everyone in the supercars fran uh, organization is just really tired right now since their season's finally over. <laughs> yeah, they've had a weird season again, haven't they? Everyone's had a weird season. Yeah. Oh, I, can't say, I was going to say something about rugby, but I'm not going to because you'll yeah. turn me off. It's it's nearly the end of <laughs> November, and the IMSA season isn't over yet. True. Well, the 19... I'm going to say something. The 19... The 2019-2020 the Premiership Rugby season lasted one year and six days. Wow. I know. Just putting it out there. Obviously, <laughs> that, that does include the lockdown in the middle, but it lasted one year and six days, which is pretty scary. So, yes, when you think things like... It's quite actually astonishing when you think things like touring cars have kind of managed to happen and British GT has managed to happen and yeah, F1 yeah. has sort of happened. Oh, yeah, NASCAR is Imola this weekend, isn't it? As well. I'm so excited for Imola. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say, I, I'm disappointed in you, Jordan, that you haven't done it. You didn't do a a, a Formula Hybrid video at Portimao, but um. um... No, I haven't done one, actually, no. Because no, I actually no. think that circuit deserves to be on the F1 calendar all the time because visually, I thought it was a really, really good spectacle. It um, was... every Everything that was wrong with Barcelona, yeah. the track, was better at Portimao. It, it's literally like... that. I saw a meme of Portimao being the circuit that... Um, that she tells Barcelona not to worry about. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, like they're very similar, but it, it, the good things are accentuated beyond belief. The elevation change, astonishing. Yeah, the, the, and they said there weren't going to be much passing there, but that, as we saw with some of the battles, particularly with Perez and Ocon, wow, that Kim, that was some really just, good racing. Or in fact, just Kimi Räikkönen at the start. Oh, Kimi Räikkönen! Oh my God, what a legend! That was... <laughs> it's probably just driving P16 around going P sixteen to what P six? Insane. Well, as I as I tweeted out, when you put the AI on on uh, extreme on, 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 on extreme <laughs> on extremely easy, just for yeah giggles. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, right, we need to talk about AMS, I believe, because there's AMS news. Yes. I've seen that it looks like there is a McLaren teased. There's definitely uh, a McLaren there. And then the other car at the S is... It's a Cayman. It, it's clearly a Cayman. Oh, yeah. I, sorry. Yeah, I was looking at the picture of the Cayman thinking, that's not a McLaren. But yeah, I, I see what you're on about. No, yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah, clearly a Cayman. Like, yeah, sorry it's, for those yeah, listening, like... actually listening on the radio wondering what the hell we're on about. There's two... Ah, uh, yeah. Right, look up Riser Riser Razor Studios' Twitter, which is Riser Razor Razor Studios. Close enough. With an at at the beginning, obviously, because it's Twitter. Mm -hmm. and Sorry, was that Razor Riser or Razor? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite catch it. They've tweeted two Every pictures. Every week. They've, tweet, they've tweeted two pictures at what is clearly the Lord uh, Nurburgring. Mm -hmm. One of those cars is a very definitely a McLaren because it's not very well silhouetted, and the other one is very definitely a Cayman because we're sad and we know what rear lights look like on various cars. <laughs> yes, it's um, not like I was just looking at this Cayman? car while planning a series or anything on Forza. So, uh, but which Cayman? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna guess it's the Cub Sport yeah. based on what little of the wing that I can see, the GT4 Cub Sport. Since the McLaren, also you can clearly see that its number board says GT4 on it. So I'm assuming that we're getting two GT4 cars, maybe more. It looks like it. What else are we getting with it, Jordan? Uh, so we don't at the moment. We're not too sure. Um, it, all they've said so far is that it's a very exciting batch of free new cars. And credit to them, the updates that they've been bringing in for free have been fantastic. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether any of you have had the chance to drive the JCW uh, Mini that came out in the last update. That is great. No, fun. I I did get a chance to drive the BMW M3 E30 though, which that's awesome. Yeah, it it, dro it drove like you wanted it to. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. AMS2 is so well, and uh, and we mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago about an indoor kart track that was coming. 
um, to the sim. I tried that a couple of days ago, and that is so much fun. The video you showed we, of that, we I was indoor karting tracks. Yeah, didn't you do that in VR? I did do that. I, yeah, because um, I, I completely forgot that AMS2 has VR support, so I wanted to give that a go, and it is very, very good. It is that one video, of the... That video was so immersive, I actually got neck ache watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's really, really impressive how, how well that looks. Um, and Obviously, uh, one of the things that we said about Project Cars 2 was how, for all of its problems, the when you got immersed in it, you got immersed in it. The, it was fantastic at building the environment. And obviously, with AMS2 being largely a continuation of that, yeah, it, it's the same thing. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, also, on a brief side note, I tried Race Rooms VR for the first time, and that is astonishing. Yeah? I, I on, tried... Um, Race Room has VR? Yeah, I didn't know either. Oh. <laughs> so after after I, I remembered about AMS2, I um I, I was like, oh, what other games do I? Oh, Race Room, I'll try that. And I went to oh. Algarve, the what, where we were just talking about, Yay. and I very nearly got sick. <laughs> <laughs> but in fairness, that, that back was... section, what's the Lando Norris thing? Left and right, up and down like a roller coaster. Like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. And actually, that is perfect um, for that. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. it was such superb. a cool track. I think I'll have to do a video on that uh, to compensate you for the lack of an Algarve uh, video. That is, quite honestly, one of the best. When you, it's one of those circuits where when you hook up the corners, you it really feel nice. like you've hooked the corners, and it's yeah. so so good. Especially that and last section where it really is like uppy downy, lefty righty. Yeah. And and speaking of tracks that feel really good when um, when you hook them up, one of the tracks that will be coming in this update, which is scheduled for uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow. is uh, Nurburgring Nordschleife. As you alluded to, the Nurburgring is coming to AMS2, and you can bet your bottom dollar that I will be in VR on that as soon as I get home from work. Tomorrow. Sooner later, <laughs> I can't get. Is it is it bad? I can't get excited about the Nordschleife. I mean, we're going to have David yes. Pittard joining us in a little minute, so he'll be able to tell us about the Nordschleife for reals because he does the NLS formerly for reals. VLN for reals uh, for Vulcan Horse Vulcan Horse BMW. Uh, I can't get excited about it because it's on every game now. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, I imagine that's you feel how I feel about GT cars in sim racing. Because I yeah. can't get excited for GT cars the because is, they're in everything. <laughs> true. The thing is, that, well, the difference the, dif- the difference there is, my dear friend, is that that we went through a period of time where there were barely any GT cars in anything. Yeah, true. Or, or, this is true. Or we went through a period whereby you had one here, one there. They weren't in the same class. You couldn't really compete. You know. You know, how Forza does it? Yes, you couldn't really <laughs> compete with them properly, Sorry, and now and now you're getting to the stage where there's bespoke. I mean, I mean, apart from GTR, which let's face it isn't a new game. What mm-hmm. was that? 2005 was the first one, I think. Uh, potentially something like that. Maybe a bit earlier. I actually. was single digits anyway. Actually, no. 2005 would have been GTR 2 because. That was when Aston Martin was at Silverstone. And I was, well, yeah, so the first one would have been probably 2003, uh, which had the FIA GT Championship as part of it. But that By the was way, so niche. It was 2006, Matthew. Oh, I wasn't yes. far out. Uh, but yeah, I back then, I think it was so niche, whereas now I think GT racing is probably next to Formula 1, probably the most visible form of motorsport on media, I think it's a mm-hmm. reasonable, yeah. reasonable thing to say. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. so it makes sense for it to be in most things, next to maybe touring cars, and I, and I think touring cars gets a bad rap, because, you know, what what they got? They've got race room at the minute, and a bit of an appearance in uh, Forza, and that's it. I mean... Basically, the entire BTCC field is in Forza 7. Give or take a couple cars here and uh, there. Not, not anymore, no. Not but. anymore, no, but at the time, three years ago. Mm. Yeah, well, there was, uh, there, I feel like Forza 6 had more. 
Um, and then they lost a couple for Forza 7, which was rather No, they lost one. They lost to the Toyota whenever they lost the entire Toyota Ah, yes, the licenses, yeah. Which, I'm assuming they have back now, since Toyota's all over the place in Horizon 4. Ah, who knows. <laughs> when does logic ever work with Forza? Uh, valid point. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to slightly agree and disagree with what you said, Matt. Okay. Um, Why break a habit of a lifetime? Yes. First of all, Jordan, you're crazy. Um, Second of all... uh, Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, I love GT cars. That's my chosen form of racing. Oh, I see. Um, Like, you're kind of right where it's like every company has a GT3 variant of one of their models out there. But um, if you're talking like in the realm of sim racing, then sim racing was niche up until, you know, seven months ago, where it we saw that massive skyrocket in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, popularity through necessity, basically, where people like, well, we have nothing else to do. Let's go to to sim racing. Which, you know, yeah. is unfortunate. And we've seen how that's kind of dying down now. But, I mean, it, it's kind of hard to n- not acknowledge that having all of the official series um, go to things like iRacing and, um, like, AMS, or, yeah, not AMS2, <laughs> um, ACC and other things like mm-hmm. that has increase the popularity of sim racing uh, no as a whole. Do you have to come, Matt? Absolutely. We, um, actually, this is a perfectly good time uh, shortly. So I think we should have uh, our David Pittard on the line, which we'll bring in in a moment. Um, who, is perfe- who is a perfect person to talk about real uh, motorsport in, uh, and its uh, virtual counterpart, counterpart. Goodness me. You tell it's late in the day and I can't even get my words out, Ben. Oh dear. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is now. Yeah, anyway. Uh, David, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you guys. Hooray! Good evening. Did you hear me in my random uh, <laughs> messages just a second we did. ago? <laughs> Which is perfectly fine. Ah, that is, sorry. No, that is, that is absolutely spot on don't worry about the it. joys of live it's, radio yes exactly <laughs> david welcome welcome to the tour radio show it's great to hear from you how are you at the moment thank you very much for having me yes i'm uh, very well thank you very much very well so i mean we'll t- there's there's a lot we can talk about really because i mean i think the last time i actually saw you was uh you were still in british gts and that's a while ago now things have progressed somewhat since i think it's fair to say that is really throwing it back definitely <laughs> um yeah it's, uh, it's it's um a lot has changed since british gt absolutely so um well i suppose we should probably start with the most recent uh activity which was uh, last weekend spa 24 uh swimming or tacking into the breeze or however you want to describe the conditions uh in the in Belgium last weekend, an interesting event for you. Obviously, unfortunately, um, not completed. Sadly, I'm... yeah, it's still a bit of a sore subject, I must admit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Thanks just, for that, mate. Cheers. I'm try- sorry, I've tried to frame it as nice. Way as to go, Matt. Possibly. Can. Way to go. Yeah, no, 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 I, there's, there's, no there's, there's no other way to say it really. So it's... We've addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. We'll get that, we yeah, can move yeah, on no. to it now. But I mean, <laughs> aside from. <laughs> Aside from, aside from that elephant, um, how was how was the uh, the weekend for you on the on the whole? Obviously, extremely wet is a reasonable assumption. It was a bit of everything, really. Um, I mean, um, we were weather watching from obviously like you know, two one and a half, well one two weeks ahead, uh, trying to predict the Ardennes weather. Uh, <laughs> with the team that I race with, Wolgenhorst, we are used to trying to predict the Eiffel weather. Mm. Um, so we like to think we're relative experience of these things. And I think from our experience, we can just say, ignore the forecasts and look at, and look at the sky, basically. Um, we got there on the Tuesday and uh, because we missed the official test because we were over in, traveling to Indianapolis. 
And uh, that was t- uh, a day of just, it was nothing conditions, unfortunately. It wasn't wet and it wasn't dry. So unfortunately, it was wasted track time, which was a bit of a shame for us, which meant we went straight into Thursday, which is uh, on the, the Spa 24-hour weekend. Um, crazy busy. I mean, from... 10 till basically half past 10 in the evening uh, you're in and out of uh, sessions with barely an hour and a half sort of in between um, to and that was that was all the preparation we we had um, for this year's race including qualifying um, as well so it was yeah a little bit of everything really uh, obviously we the bmw uh, the m6 runs very well around spa and um we know we knew that we had a, a competitive baseline to work from uh, the car was quick last year in both wet and dry conditions, yeah. uh, but there there was a new slick tire this year, so we 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 have noticed that there are some slight setup altercations that we have to factor in uh, as a result of it. But we didn't really have a chance to make many changes because we had no time; we were just straight in basically. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, practice was uh, all dry and Nikki Katzberg uh, in our sister car set an absolutely blistering lap time in uh, pre-qualifying, um, which really set the bar where we, th- we thought the pace was going to be. Uh, however, then for qualifying, it rained. So um, that was our first wet running of, of, of the weekend. It's the first time I've ever run the Pirelli wet tyre as well. So that was also straight in at the deep end. Uh, and then we looked at Friday, and Friday was always going to be a bad um, weather by the looks of things. So we, uh, and the, the pace we showed in qualifying was was not great at all, unfortunately. So we were really play, praying for, for dry weather. And uh, again, we were looking at the weather on, on Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, and it was looking good. And we may miss the rain uh, Sunday evening, but then that rain just became closer and closer and closer towards the end of the race eventually overlapping uh, and then again just from Arden's weather we knew that it was going to um, uh, we knew it was going to hit during the night at some point anyways so uh, so yeah it really uh, was 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 quite a test for all the drivers the teams the mechanics um, as well and um, yeah it just made for an absolute classic classic of a race uh, and unfortunately, I was back at my flat uh, watching the end of the race, and, and what an absolute uh, grandstand finish! Um, uh, it was pretty, pretty incredible to watch. I say, I, I do get the impression this year's edition was probably one for the spectators rather than the than the drivers. I can imagine it being a, a deeply frustrating weekend for all concerned. Lots of sort of not friendly fire accidents, but accidents for for other team other teams that. You know, they they were sort of just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think uh, I want to say Alex McDowell's um, Lambo as well was uh, was hit in the early hours uh, for almost a you know just got in the in the way of someone else's accident. Um, not a circuit. I have to admit I've been there a couple of times and I totally agree with the weather's very peculiar. Um, and actually, that's something I kind of want to mention. Not obviously, I'm guessing because I don't know what the uh, restrictions are like in Belgium at, at the moment, but I imagine no fans um, for the event, which must change the atmosphere somewhat. Certainly from what I gather, people saying about these big insurance events like uh, Nürburgring and Le Mans, I can only imagine Spa was the uh, was the same for that in that respect. Yeah, what's cool about Spa is they do the, the track parade on the Wednesday. Yes. So you, you drive the cars on the public roads from Spa, down uh, from Spa Francorchamps Circuit down into Spa Town and uh, park them up in the the um, the centre of town for whatever a couple of hours. Meet all the fans. Literally, you can't see the street because there's <laughs> race cars and fans for as far as you can see. And then our our drivers' briefing is in is in the theatre, um, which is in in the middle of Spa. Uh, so obviously, yeah, obviously none of that happened. It, it, the race meetings this year have become very functional. It feels like it's there's there's none of that fan interaction you arrive you 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 jump in the car you do your job and you kind of go go back again which yeah. is um it, it, it's 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 a shame really because that is one of the buzzes you get i think from uh, going on the grid walk for these these major endurance events and just seeing the packed grandstands you can't see the grass because there's just people uh on their line two three deep or whatever and um 
yeah, crazy things like through the night, you see the flares, the fireworks, uh, the barbecues that are going on next to track. And um, certainly at Spa as well, they they normally have a rave down uh, next to Rouge <laughs> as well. So yeah, it's, a, it's a hell of a, hell of a, hell of event. And it's, it's a shame not to share that with people firsthand. Um, but at the same time, it's great that there's such coverage these days that people can still experience an event. And I think experiencing an event on YouTube um or on the tv is better than not having an event at all no i think you're absolutely right and i think the guys are going to take a drink in the moment when i talk about uh stadiums in the uk obviously you know uh ball certain ball sports over here which i'm not allowed to say otherwise they'll yell at me uh operating with uh closed grandstands at the minute um both round and oval and I, th- I think it's safe to say that I think you're exactly right. The the atmosphere that uh, the fans and, and the like bring adds a different element to it. I suppose it, it's possibly apart from you know as a spectator as a spectator watching it on the TV, a visual aspect, not seeing the fans there is quite jarring. But I've never really kind of appreciated how, how it must be for the you know for you as a driver not having them. Uh, not having them there because i'm guessing when you're in the car you're very focused on that but as you say it's when you're out of the car and it's all the peripheral all the peripheral uh stuff that you notice yeah but there is is still the in-car stuff there have been times when uh, certainly like nurburgring 24-hour weekend you're flying through uh brunchen and um you smell the barbecues you smell <laughs> the sausages being uh um, being cooked um, you see the fires, you see the flares and, and the mists coming across the circuit. And that really, um, that is what certainly Nürburgring is, um, I think, to a lot of drivers. It, it's uh, it's the, the crazy stuff you see in the forest at night. And um, also um, the fans as well. It, it's qu- quite cool on the warm-up lap where you're sort of warming your tyres and you sort of see a BMW flag being waved or whatever. And you're like, yeah, right, come on. We've, we're, we're doing this for the supporters here as well. So, um, yeah, there, there is a, there is a, a slightly smaller, um, there's a slightly smaller um, uh, external impact when you're in the car. But then, yeah, um, what's cool about the endurance events as well is quite a lot of times the, the, the pits and paddock are open. So you, you, you'll see the fans on, on uh, at the pit walks as well. And yeah, they're all wishing you luck and bringing these photos from, from way back in your past for you to sign and things like that. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it is a real buzz. Definitely. As I say, it's become a little bit more functional this year as a result of everything. Mm-hmm. So you've done both the real world Equivalent, but you've also done a lot of esports stuff this year, right, David? Yes, yes. Um, so, how do those compare? Like, <laughs> how uh, how different of an experience is it? Besides all you know, the travel, the um, energy, and the paddock, all that stuff. Uh, I'm firstly going to put it out there that real racing is a lot easier than sim racing. I've, I've definitely found that out this year. Can we, Matt? Can we clip that? <laughs> can, can we clip that and just like? Echo it to the world. Oh my god! Yeah, it's I've yeah I've I've, I've struggled in in my uh, in my sim racing team. I'm definitely the the amateur driver in the lineup. Uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, the the uh, NLS championship um, this year has created the DNLS, the Digital Never mm. Ring Language Tracking mm-hmm. Series, uh, and I think it's been a, a really fantastic format. Actually, they've sort of tweaked and played with it a little bit. Um, but the way they've, what I think is really cool is they've in, integrated a very good mix of the pro drivers and the sim racers as well. So uh, what I think is their sort of unique selling point is that the pros have to qualify and start the race and then the sim, sim guys take over at the end. And obviously the qualifying and starting the race is, is arguably one of the, is the most important part of the race. So yeah. there's a lot of pressure <laughs> that goes on. And um, I've spoken to so many of the guys doing DNS and they say that, yeah, the, the pressure they feel uh, at the beginning of a digital race is so much more than, um, than what they feel in, in the real world. And it is because of that, it's that disconnect that you, that you rely on from, from the real life car, all of the senses that, are, um, that you're using and mainly the bum mm. in seat feels. 
that um, you just have that slightly numb feeling in 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 the sim racing world. And what I feel that also is 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 different is is the margin for error is is smaller because you are lacking those senses. And I know again when I was putting in hours and hours and hours of practice at the beginning of this year to try and get bet much much better than I was. Um, those pounding around by yourself is one thing and, and, and really hooking it up. But then once you then go, go into a race situation, um, it really does completely change the, the dynamic. And it's something that I've grown, grown up doing through all the racing that I've ever done. But then it really does feel like you're starting again uh, when yeah. you start in the digital stuff again. Yeah, that's definitely, so, even from my layman's perspective, where um, I'll go out, drive my car around, and I'll feel things that you don't feel when you're sitting at your cock or your sim cockpit or things mm. like that definitely my very different mm. absolutely absolutely um you mentioned with the uh, with the dnls uh that you've been that they've done what a lot of the other series didn't and integrated the uh real drivers with the sim drivers um when i've seen that you've shared um a, car, a virtual car with the likes of jimmy broadbent and and probably some others as well what's what's the difference in in sharing a car with a real driver, sharing a car with a digital driver, are there massive differences or are they quite similar in the way that you have to approach the partnership? That is a very good question. Hmm. We keep them uh, around for those. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically your chance to either slag off or praise Jimmy. So. <laughs> do you know what? I think Jimmy did better than I thought he was going to do. Actually, I was like, right, I'm mm. going to absolutely trounce Jimmy here. But no, well, he was he was on he was on the pace completely. Never so, underestimate um, the shed dweller. <laughs> no. no, he was on it, which was um, and that was a really fun race to do together, uh, and obviously interact with his community and stuff like that. It's just well, if I, I've I've got my, I myself have got into YouTube quite a lot uh, this year through all of the lockdown and everything, and it's it's great to see how how passionate and involved everyone in, is from YouTube. I think everyone has like Instagram and Facebook, and they sort of just they they they, they drop in and out because everyone's always on it. Uh, that is the world we live in. But people that are sort of they're really into YouTube are. Are, are into the, the the topics that they they subscribe and follow uh, so yeah i mean it's a crazy crazy bunch of guys that um <laughs> that uh that are on there and it was it was great fun to to drive with those guys um i think going back to your original question um i real racing i feel, <clears throat> excuse me i feel that certainly from my experience because of the experience I've had in real racing, I, I feel like I can kind of, I want to lead the car, I want to lead the team, I want to lead, lead the setup direction. But in, in, in the sim racing world, it's, everything's completely different. So pretty much every, everything that I feel like I know is, is almost turned on, on its head. So I really am at the mercy of the experts, the sim racers, where I follow their advice on, on setup, on driving advice, on data and analysis and, and, and driving technique and things like that. So uh, like I said, when I, when I am the, the amateur in my, in my lineup, I do feel like that, like I'm going back to school effectively. Um, my day-to-day profession for the past um, many years has been a, been a driver coach, but this year I've, I've had to take on a lot of advice uh, externally from other people to, to get better and get faster and, and really... Um, uh, go against what I feel is correct, and and uh, take people's take on people's advice. Um, in the DNLS series, Scott and Sam Michaels, uh, two British guys um, that I uh, know through university karting, but they live in Florida at the moment. Uh, they have been fundamental to Vulcanhorst's esport team success. Uh, in terms of yeah the setup the strategy uh, and how to approach the these events because. Um, it's it's just so so different and but it's so so different in in the what's the word the uh, application but the the process mm. in, in terms of preparation is exactly the same uh, we were having um discord meetings with uh, three professional real life drivers plus a real life team manager and then also 
but then Scott and Sam were basically leading the meeting, uh, instructing us how how to get on. And I remember logging off the off the Discord meeting, and Scott and Sam coming back and saying, "I can't believe we just led the meeting with all these like real world professionals um, um, about optimizing our strategy for for the race tomorrow, for example." So, uh, yeah, I think those those are the the main differences. It's, it's a very it's a very good question. Mm-hmm. I think something you just alluded to there is just obviously how serious, how seriously it's certainly the the LNS uh, has been taken uh, by the manufacturers, and I think it's safe to say BMW's probably led the way uh, in terms of their well, Porsche have in the uh, IMSA series, but BMW definitely uh, in this series in particular. Um, obviously, the world is a very very strange place at the moment. Do you think it's do you think it's a surprising how seriously these the manufacturers are taking uh sim racing all of a sudden and do you think that as life hopefully begins to return to a bit something approaching normality do you think that will uh continue uh in the years ahead it's um it's a tricky tricky one to to say with that um in terms of surprise to see them get involved no because I think uh, when you look at maybe the more mainstream um, franchise platforms like um, Formula One, for example, all of those guys have to be involved because the audiences and um, it just op- is opening up a new market to the, the brands that are involved in Formula One and the brands, the manufacturers that are involved in it as well. Um, obviously, sports cars racing is a slightly greater niche versus Formula One. Uh, so I think this lockdown has been a great opportunity for the likes of yeah BMW, um, uh, Porsche, uh, etc. to get involved in, in the and, and replicating the real world series, uh, but digitally. Um, so... I think, yeah, BMW in particular really, really uh, grabbed IMSA and DNLS by uh, by the scruff of the neck. They really wanted to make it their own. Uh, and I know some of the, the factory drivers, uh, like Nicky Katzberg, um, Philip Eng, etc., those two guys really stand out as one. And Bruno Spengler, those guys really stand mm-hmm. out as probably the guys that had the most digital racing success Um I know that they had um, some of the best sim racers. Um, BMW were taking on some of the big, biggest best sim racers in the world to again apply their knowledge to make sure that they maximised the the opportunity that they had. And it was great to see the audiences, especially the IMSA series, how big those uh, online audiences were. Uh, and it makes it's a no brainer for, for I think uh, BMW to get involved and um commit as much as they did because uh i could probably tell you that the the budget they spent on all of the imsa and dnls series um online series is is a fraction of what they're spending in real life yeah but but the audience is um um is going to return a i think a larger percentage um of 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 of, uh exposure and things like that basically so um yeah, they they had they had to get involved basically, and it was it was great to see them sort of going to war digitally, uh, like that. In terms of how sustainable it is, uh, you really saw once uh, sort of lockdown restrictions eased in um, end of May, June, July time, the switch from online racing from certainly my network, my circle of the guys that I know from driving, uh, it really did drop. Um, significantly so the the focus immediately was straight back onto real real life racing um, and I think the way that the world is going at the moment as well where we're potentially locking back down again and it's c- coming to the end of season anyways um, mm-hmm. we could see a resurgence in that so in terms of um, how sustainable it is I think real racing still has the priority but because of everyone having to um, jump on the bandwagon effectively at the beginning of lockdown. I think the infrastructures have all been set up to hopefully make the winter uh, part of the year more exciting because there'll be much more digital online racing when the drivers can commit as much as they can. And and those drivers are going to bring the audiences uh, to make the esports stuff um, more mainstream, more popular basically. So, um, 
so yeah that's probably how i see it going in the future it's it's going to become more of a winter thing um as opposed to maybe the 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 hype and success that we had at the beginning of of lockdown basically i think it's probably accelerated a lot of these manufacturers projects um just into the you know as you exactly said i think it's it makes perfect sense to have a you know your real racing series is what six seven months so there's a good few months where they're not getting the brand exposure that they would get through mainstream racing and this yeah. opens it up to them for a lot for, for a fraction of the money unless of course you're doing a 24-hour race in sebring in in the end of november which sounds like awesome fun but yeah yeah um something to add to that before we transition into another discussion um i'm going to use court like chevrolet and corvette racing as an example here um for the ca corvettes car corvettes to come to iRacing months after it had actually started racing as opposed to iRacing not having to see 7r at all i think speaks volumes don't disagree i can also see um david i think so the next car i guess this is where i'm gonna I've, I've sort of half blanked it out of my memory just because of the looks Got oh the, yeah, that got the M the M4 G <laughs> M4 GT3 coming soon. Um, That's my I, impression. Of what that car looks like. I kind of I. <laughs> would you like to see it? Because it is interesting actually. Because of course, Ben just made, sort of made an interesting point. But I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of clarify it from a BMW perspective. DNLS, you've all been racing in the Z4 GT3. Obviously, not the current race car i'd like to think and i presume you'd like to think as well that actually with the prevalence of of manufacturers getting into sim racing that it might maybe jostle them along a bit and get the newer cars in (laughs) so you can race contemporary stuff yeah that would be nice definitely um yeah i mean as you say i think some some projects were accelerated because of suddenly the resurgence in sim racing like the the bmw m4 gt4 car Mm. um, was released uh, through lockdown and um, the porsche cayman gt4 as well so again two brands releasing um their sort of more entry-level customer racing car Uh, and i think that that then also blurs the lines more for like maybe gentleman drivers they can drive their exact car that sat in their their race garage and they can then drive that on uh online and it also stems over to them driving the car virtually but then that kind of breaking down a barrier that okay i've driven it virtually i can drive it on track now so that's the that's the i'd say more the marketing link that uh, the manufacturers can to, can do to bring people mm-hmm. into real life racing uh, and ultimately sell cars sell seats and and and, and get those cars out and moving um so I hope that also happens for the, the as you say, the more uh, contemporary GT3 cars, maybe the LMDH cars. What I love about iRacing and the endurance um, uh, stuff is now they've got the P2 car, car come out as well. Uh, you can you can really feel that there's a modernization in, in the cars that are being uh, bought to iRacing. I mean, I only focus on the kind of endurance stuff. I'm not so fussed about the single-seaters or the oval stuff, really. But um, Amen. yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to again bring make the 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 platform more relevant, more relevant to more people, and again, hopefully, it just grows and grows and grows. I think in terms of because uh, we, we were sort of saying a little earlier on how GT racing in particular is probably now the most pre- nowadays at least probably the most prevalent class in uh, in sim racing purely because it's so visible through platforms like youtube and the like which obviously weren't the case back along historically when formula one was probably the most prevalent Mm. um and now of course we've got the benefit of a a fully gt based title again in a set of course competition which Mm. has the m6 in it um dare i ask have you tried it is it is it comparable to to the real car or oh yeah i've got to i mean 
I saw myself in a, in in a in an actual released video game. I mean, pff, yeah, I, <laughs> my 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 gaming PC is not the best in the world, so I had to I had to run Assetto Corsa on absolutely everything as low as it can go, but just so I could say, look, Dad, I'm in a video game. How damn cool <laughs> is this? Um, sorry, but going back to uh, the question, um, I think that uh, <laughs> no, this is where the likes of maybe um, yeah, Nikki team and uh, the guys will start to talk about how real these sim racing platforms are versus um, real life, for example. And I know that there was a big discussion, uh, especially with Nikki. Uh, he's not afraid to hold his views back, and they're quite quite entertaining. Tire-related, tire if I recall, mostly. <laughs> mm. uh, amongst all of the the swearing, I think there were some tires tires <laughs> tires mentioned in, in his point, basically. Um, but no, I have driven the M6 in uh, Assetto Corsa. Uh, I don't I haven't done a huge amount in Assetto Corsa in general. Uh, I've mainly focused on iRacing racing at the beginning of um, um, and throughout lockdown, realistically. So mm. yeah, it's it's. It's it's difficult to say because I think the the tire model for both car for both uh, video games is um, so key, and combine getting all those feelings right and correct and um, as close to real life as you can is it, is quite quite tricky. So people have asked, oh yeah, how real relatable is the M6? And again, because I haven't done a huge amount in Assetto Corsa in general, I can sort of hand, hold my hands up and say, I can't can't feel like a similarity. I can't jump into the M6 and be like, yeah, okay, this feels the same. I mean, there's so many different variables. There's the the tire model in the game. There's your rig setup. There's your force feedback settings. There's your the pedals you use, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's it's so difficult to say yes, the M6 feels like it should do in a Seto Corsa, for example. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors, um, that play that part of, of, of comparing real life versus sim racing, basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, I certainly have my dream rig in my mind, but I definitely don't have my dream rig in my office. Um, and I think that would also, um, play a big part in, yeah. Um, so say we all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, if you have, if you have the spare cash, we know, we know, of a, we've known of an AMR rig that's going. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's about sixty thousand pounds, but you know. Yeah, we'll it, just gloss over that. Um, there's but, also those ones from um, the. Oh, I can't remember. The Lambo they were, one. There, there's the Lambo one and the two classic ones that Lewis and I talked about a couple weeks oh, ago. Goodness me, yes. The ones that's, um, it's, oh. It's terrifying. It's like sitting in a small yeah. version of a of a uh, two fifty Testarossa, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. um. Hold on, I have to look up the which two because I can't remember which two cars designers that did it. It's absolutely terrifying. So, David, I mean, I'm sat in front of my rig. My well, actually, my rig is stowed away under my desk at the moment. That's how compact and bijou it is in the Mat Cave at the minute. Um, so. There's that, I think, and also don't forget, Jacques Villeneuve did those races for um, uh, those oh, the esports star races on a on a pad. Um, so there's that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if it's good for the 1997 champion, it's good enough for anybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear, David, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, really awesome to see how you're getting on uh, over in Germany. In particular, it's uh, I'm a big I have a big soft spot for the uh, for BMW as well, so it's great to see, great to see it go from strength to strength. Good point. Yes, uh, I mean the M6 is phasing out at the moment. Um, it's really interesting to hear all the guys' feedback on the new M4 that's being um, shaken down and going through the testing phase at the moment. Um, the M6 certainly has its strengths at like the yeah, the Nordschleife and Spa. But then, in the more sort of tightier, twistier circuits, it's it's it will struggle, and therefore I, I, it hasn't been the most popular GT3 car. So I really hope that the M4 can uh, take the best of, of everything. Maybe if that means sacrificing a bit of competitiveness 
at at the circuits where it's been strong, but making it more competitive worldwide, that's going to be good for the car. Uh, it means there's going to be more uh, M4s out there as well. Uh, and uh, ultimately, we want it out there um, winning and getting results because at the end of the day, a winning race car is a pretty race car, exactly. no matter what exactly. the aero looks like. Just putting that out there. Exactly. What's the phrase? Exactly. It's not... Um, and it can't be memed like the M8. So, well, it probably will be, but it can't be memed <laughs> as bad as the M8. Oh, the, oh, come on! You know the M8 memes are really funny. I love. They're I brilliant. Say, I I mm-hmm. love the M8. Still my still my favorite GTE <laughs> car, and I'm a thoroughbred Aston Martin fan. So, <laughs> doesn't that just tell you something, David? Thank you ever so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Ben, one final little yes. bit of news before we go, because we have literally. Uh, seconds seconds before we have to go uh it looks as if gran turismo 7 could well be after all of this after all after months of us saying well it might come out now it might come out next year it might come out um sometime in spring 2021 now apparently it is going to launch with the playstation 5 next month yeah so that's uh, apparently it's showing up in all of the launch trailers that Sony's been putting out for the PlayStation 5, but there's no set date, which I think you can agree with me. I'm kind of annoyed by that. <laughs> I am. I'm not surprised, but that's still more than we got with Forza. So, I mean, there we go. with that... Forza. Uh... Yeah, I'll, I'll save it for next week. Yeah. So, on that poorly calendared bombshell, it's time to end <laughs> the show. Thank you ever so much for for listening. This chief is off to drown in victory. Drink, oh, Drink and drown in victory. Drink. For, the preceding, for the following three weeks until the season starts again. Thank you ever so much for listening. See you in a couple of weeks. Ben will be back next week with Lewis. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.